What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jiu-Jitsu Radio. My name's Alexis, and we're going to make this intro a little bit shorter than usual. So stick with me, because this is going to be a good one. This podcast is sponsored by Choke Aloha. Head over to ChokeAloha.com, use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio, and get 20% off. That's right, 20% off your entire order. You can pick up some rash guards, pick up some... uh, patches and all kinds of stuff whatever just go check it out chukaloha.com promo code jujitsu radio check out our other sponsor jujitsusoapco.com use the promo code jj radio and get 10% off your entire order of soaps ghee soaps patches all kinds of cool stuff they got spats they got t-shirts they got hats if you guys always wonder where i get some of my hats it's from jujitsu soap co Check them out. Use the promo code JJRadio and get 10% off. Also, check out our sponsor, Giraffe Choke. And we got some little bit of a holiday gift for you guys. Use the promo code JJRadio at GiraffeChoke.com and get 25% your entire order. 25% off your entire order. Can't do better than that, all right? I mean, it might as well be free. And we can't do free because... You know, everyone's got bills to pay. So check out GiraffeChoke.com. Thank you very much to Giraffe Choke for hooking us up with that extra little bit of discount. So 25% off your entire order with the promo code JJRadio. And finally, make sure you check out Nomad Surf here in Boynton Beach, Florida. Here in South Florida, it is by far one of the best surf shops you could ever go to, even in the world. There are some of the coolest people. If you let them know that we sent you, you'll get 10% off your purchase. They got a lot of cool stuff. Um, I've picked up some skateboards there in the, in the years past. It's always nice to check out. The vibe's always friendly in there. So stop by uh, Nomad Surf Shop here in South Florida. And you can always check out nomadsurf1968.com if you want to see what they got. But nothing beats the actual in-person experience. I also want to remind you that the GoFundMe is still running for the Stewart family. Um, Tom and Jen are going through a very tough time, and the, the Stewart family is going through a very tough time as Tom was diagnosed with cancer and has gone uh, extensive treatments and therapies. And I think it's uh, really great to see how much the jiu-jitsu community has backed them up and uh, how much money they've been able to raise but we can always help out a little bit more i know it's the holidays so even if you can't give if you can share the links just head over to our facebook or instagram the links will be right there and you guys can go ahead and share it with that being said don't forget to follow sean at gorilla boy bjj and follow me at sonder marketing on instagram you can check out my website mycosmicjourney.com for all my photos and coolest gear that i got going out there you can get some of my photos printed up on a shirt and a coffee mug whatever you want now let's get into the nitty-gritty of this uh, this podcast is something that i've been wanting to do for a while now and uh, i've been trying to link up schedules with our guests they own palm beach gardens martial arts it's uh, igor almeida and natasha almeida and uh, the program that they have going on uh, at their school is is very unique and um, I think it's something that's really cool that we're able to to share with all of you. So without further ado, here is episode 43 of Jiu-Jitsu Radio. 
Today we have a special guest in the house. A special guest? A special guest. Or a, a special, special guest. guest <laughs> we have Igor and Natasha Almeida from Palm Beach Gardens Martial Arts with us today. And one of the reasons why uh, I know we met up over in Miami Open, Andy introduced us, but you guys have your own school in Palm Beach Gardens, obviously, but you do something a little bit unique. Can you kind of give us an idea exactly so everybody knows from your point of view and I don't mess sure. it up? Sure, of course. Uh, yeah, so um, we got a call from a group that, uh, that works with uh, special needs, and uh, they asked us if we worked with special needs kids, and we never had the uh, opportunity before, and that was a couple of years ago. I would say about three years ago. And um, we said yes, even though we, we weren't completely sure about it. We, we, knew, the, we knew about you know, the positivity that, that uh, kids with autism had with uh, jiu-jitsu before. And we have friends that, that work with uh, Down syndrome kids. So, um, so we said yes without, without really knowing. But uh, it was a 30-minute session. We had 12, 12 to 18 kids. Oh. Um, they were between 10 to 17, 18, right, Tasha? Yeah. And uh, it was unbelievable. Like, so you uh, really went from never having the experience to just taking a plunge and just 20 kids. Yeah, all we did. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we did uh, our warm-ups, uh, break falls, hip escapes, super simple. And uh, we stayed on that. We didn't veer from that. And uh, the thing about it is, uh, before that, up, up till then, all we wanted was more students, more people, help, more communities. That's all we wanted, but we didn't, we didn't feel like, okay, helping people was awesome. Uh, kids being respectful to parents, that's great, you know? But when you see a kid that's always looking down, always looking away, never looking people in the eyes or answering a question, looking you in the eyes and answering a question and their parents are tearing up man that's unbelievable you can't that's you can't explain that feeling yeah so i think we ended up finding like a a special niche with jujitsu that hadn't we hadn't tapped in yet because we we tapped in with kids and then you know we started at a, the normal age that some schools do like five you know and then we started noticing because we had him doing jujitsu that we can go younger so we started with three and two-year-olds now we even take one-year-olds but when the special needs kids came we saw that this was like a whole nother a whole nother animal you know for jujitsu and it made a like such a really big positive influence that we just we took off with it after that one that one experience that we had where they called us it's pretty awesome i mean that's pretty nutty well <clears throat> what's what's crazy like I've, I've worked with special needs kids um i worked with kids for years not in jujitsu just with kids, <clears throat> and um, 
some of those days I would go home and it, they would be the happiest days of my life. It would be like, wow. But there were other days where things were just off where I wanted to go home and curl up in a ball and cry just because it was just so rough trying to get things to go in the, in the right way for some of these kids. And sometimes they would come in and it would just be that day they were off. So I know how hard it is working with kids with special needs, but at the same time, I could see how jujitsu would be, especially for kids with autism, would be something that would be, once they got over the challenge, some of them having that closeness, that, that problem with closeness, right. but once they can get past that, and, and, but they get that tunnel vision and they understand it and it, they could be incredible, it could be so incredible for them as you know confidence but so much more like these these kids can be machines when it comes to jujitsu like i've I, like we we've talked about it like there seems to be with some of the people like in the high level jujitsu like they just have tunnel vision they, you you almost think wow they could be there could be something with them that that just that's all they think about that's all they do Absolutely. that's mm-hmm. that's what those with the, these kids i'm sure You've had some of them where they yeah. just yeah. click right some. onto it. Yeah, we have some. Um, and I, I think there's that's the coolest thing about it is that we work with so many different kids that they're all different. Yeah. So a lot of people, they you know, when they talk about autism, they think it, they kind of think of it as like one, one way. Oh, they have autism, but it, the spectrum is so big that every single kid that we work with, or or adult too, because we work with adults too, they're all different. So we've had that case where we have that kid that. Uh, you know, he knows yeah. everything. I mean, you show it once, he knows it. He's obsessed. And then you have the other level where you kind of have to work a little different. So we've had to, it, it's taught us a lot to work, um, kind of, we tailor, you know, mm-hmm. the training based on the needs of, of each student, which was very cool too. So how do parents actually approach you when something like this comes up, when it's like it just comes up? Because... For my own life, my cousin's autistic, but the way that he was raised, my aunt and uncle, like my aunt passed away, but my uncle never took the time to go through the studies and find out really what his issues were and like where he lies on the spectrum. So it's, we've always treated him as just like anybody else, but we never really were able to get the details of how can we work with him the best. So for you guys, how do you approach, whether it's you approaching the parent or vice versa, like, hey, I want him to do this. Like, what do you guys go through like, to, to make sure that it's right for them? So the, the thing about the, the kids with autism, people with autism, is uh, the, the no is a very big word for them. It's, uh, it's really rough to, to uh, receive rejection. So redirect is key for autism so in the regular uh, classes that we have the group classes we say no all the time no we can't do this we got to do it that way you know but the people with autism we redirect we we don't say no we just say can we do it like this can we can we try this way can we can we do it another way because um Sometimes when you say no, they shut off and then they don't want to hear it anymore. You know, so it's it's kind of how we approach mm. the the people, you know, and you know we have we have a student that uh that's nonverbal. 
He's, uh, I believe he's 60, over 60, right? Yeah. He's over 60 and nonverbal. So he, he'll shadow you uh, in Muay Thai perfectly, totally perfect. But he cannot communicate with you, you know? I mean, he'll, he'll try speaking and he'll start drooling and, and, and screaming. And, but the thing is, when he shadows you, it's, it's awesome. He's, he's in his own, you know? He loves that, you know? And, you know, we try to, to sit down and talk and, you know, but it's really tough. Sometimes they, they can't express themselves, you know, with words and, you know, when, when he shadows us, it's yeah. unbelievable. So do you, like how long do you think it usually takes for you to kind of really like zone in on how to communicate with someone? Because well, you deal with everyone so individually. It could be the tiniest little tweak. Yeah, well going back to what you're asking, like how they come. So there's been like two ways. Sometimes the parents approach us. We get like a normal phone call, like a typical student or a normal inquiry. Do you guys take kids with special needs? A lot of times, I think parents sometimes have read, because there's a lot of articles about how martial arts helps um, special needs or kids with autism, so they go and look for some type of an activity. Sometimes like a psychologist or a therapist recommends it for their kids and they come in. So they come in, we do a, you know, we do like kind of almost like a free private with them where we evaluate them. We kind of, we do it on purpose to get a feel for what their needs are, see what the parents talk about what their needs are and we, and we kind of assess them from there um, but we've had the situations too where the parents don't say anything and they will enroll them they'll go the other way they will enroll them as an as a you know as a student right. um, and then we start to see this you know different behaviors in class where, um, where it wasn't addressed from the get-go and and then we are the ones to approach the we parent. We have to bring it up. Yeah. Wow. How so there's that? been yeah. That's so a it's tough been, conversation. It, right? it is tough. You know, yeah. like we've you know we've had to have a conversation with the parents who were like, hey, you know, listen, um, does you know, does your child have you know, ha have any type of uh, on the spectrum for autism or have you know, or sometimes it's not even autism, it's behavioral issues, or we've done work with like Down Asperger's. syndrome, Aspergers. Um, and sometimes they just can't handle like a normal class if they're, I mean, you can, you can tell right away, yeah. you know, and then we've, we've changed it up and then worked one-on-one -on -one and, and that's helped. But, um, they've approached us, um, in many different ways, but sometimes it's been us having to take that leap of faith to speak and, and kind of bring it up. Um, cause it, cause we do see it. And sometimes the parents, I guess they never, they never know, or they just, they think it's, they, they just it's don't normal. Admit it. some yeah, parents some parents don't want to talk about that, it. Yeah, that's how it was like with, with my cousin. It's just, we knew it. My parents and I knew it, but they never wanted to admit it. No, no, he's just a regular kid like everybody else. Like, you're more, you're doing more harm than good. Yeah. yeah. You're doing the kid a disservice by not yeah, getting him the true. help he needs. It's true. like, you're not sitting there saying there's anything wrong with him. It's just learning is different for him. He perceives the world differently. His body communicates to itself completely different. You have to adapt to that. But it, it's tough. Like, have you had backlash from some parents during that conversation? Uh... No. None. No. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. No, yeah. they've been very yeah. receptive yeah. to it. We approach very in a very positive right. uh, way. That's a, that that's what I'm saying. That's like a delicate conversation. Yeah. I think conversations with the other pa children's parents are tougher, you yeah. know, because there's some some parents they don't want to hear anything you have to say. You know, mm. oh, my child this or 
you know, sometimes not even the child, sometimes it's the parent that's the problem, you know? Yeah. So we, I think those conversations are even tougher than, than the ones that we do with the parents with special needs. Um, but usually, like, on that, that class where we have them come in, usually in that with those 30 minutes him and i will sit down afterwards and we'll be able to kind of say okay this is this is kind of the approach we'll take with them but then once we start to work with them then we kind of evolve our method a little different for them so i think right off the bat we you know we understand what we want to do but with time we we change you know sometimes like you know when we've changed our methods when we've had um, some of the kids go we've had like some kids uh get violent with us for example yeah, I think uh, the role becomes real. Yeah, I think <laughs> Tasha, myself, and Hodge thing have been hit. Yeah, man, yeah. we've you been know? hit. I've had my hair pulled. We've yeah. been bit. Uh, I've had chairs thrown at me. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we've had some. We had some some challenges. <laughs> <laughs> we had a a lady take her shirt off in the middle of the mat. It was really. She was a teenager too. Oh. Yeah, was, like I, think, I mean, uh, completely 17. just. Wow. She took it off. That's just know? like the frustrations like no us. just she just she wasn't just doesn't herself. like wearing yeah, yeah like <laughs> wearing I, I, I can that relate was the, the <laughs> <laughs> I can totally relate plenty of times I want to do that have, have you guys had to, have you taken any um, courses or anything or just as you guys learning on the we read we read and we right. uh, we meet with uh, the therapist you know because uh, usually the psychologist the, the the closest people to the families the therapist they they give us hints hey today is going to be a rough day mm-hmm. uh hey he hasn't been talking okay or they've been violent for the week you know so yeah because some of them have the therapist that stays with them all day and yeah, the therapist kind of, of brings the them and, and kind of gives us a heads up on you know how they've been doing so how do you i mean i'm just curious to see it'd be like cool just to go see it like in person but how do you handle those rough days a lot of patience Patience, for sure i mean that's one thing i think it's taught us i mean we already and i think that's where our program works so well i think we have i mean that's that's what i hear a lot of parents at least a lot of parents tell us we have a lot of patience with the kids um we work our kids program together so it's it's kind of like having a a mom and dad on the mat with Mm -hmm. the kids so it's always cool sometimes we do good cop bad cop you know sometimes I'll be the rougher one and then he'll come in to help or or vice versa um but i mean it's just patience i think patience is really the key to working i agree you know you just have to understand you know that they it's not they don't want to do those things you know that sometimes it's involuntary they can't help it so you have to have some empathy and and understand where they're coming from you know if you like i mean obviously nobody likes to get hit in the face or get bit yeah. but i mean it happens i mean I think it, it teaches you how to hold back, you know, from, from in like in a real life situation, it right. teaches you like a lot, you know, sometimes like somebody in the real world can treat you bad and it will only be natural to, you know, want to lash back out at a person and it yeah. teaches you like that's not the way that you should, you know, react in situations. So yeah. they kind of teach us a lot. Yeah, too. we had we had an explosion one time, this uh, this nine year old, he uh, he was hitting us and we were speaking to him calmly and. And he said, I want to, I want to listen, you know, yeah. and, but he couldn't, he, he was just so frustrated. It's, it hurts you. Yeah, it's right. Not, it hurts you because you, you could see what's going on. He was telling us he was, that he wanted, yeah. he wanted to do it, but he didn't, you know, like and his and body just wouldn't like, respond. he just exploded. He started hitting us, pulling hair and, yeah. you know, it's, 
that's part of it you know there's it's, it's no it's like I say I learned I learned the hard way and there's there's so much that I mean I can think of that's happened with my own family alone with my cousin like I remember one day we were just playing video games he's sitting right next to me we were just playing video games turned around and just started going at me like okay like we're dealing with this now yeah it's like anybody else if you were just in public you saw that you wouldn't understand it and people would react completely different right so like the patience thing is just I mean I can understand it within family but you guys are dealing with people that you know just coming in they're just not strangers but they're strangers they're like every time you're learning about somebody completely different and it's you have hard. to like curtail everything to that person it's hard but we get so close so fast with these people uh, we one of them loves to put his face on our face he just He'll just, he'll just hug us, you know. Right, he'll like to put his cheek he'll, on you, you know. He'll pass your guard, he'll yeah. pass your guard, yeah. get side control and put and his face on your face. give you some love, you know. That's probably like that's the best, so, like, you know. I that's mean, the best setup. like, oh, I guess this is nice. <laughs> it's just, that's just so, it's like, I'm envious of you guys. I really am because it's like, I understand how much work it is, but I also, I can also understand how rewarding it is too. It is. Do you, do you guys do gi or no gi? Or we do, do, both. do both. We do both. both. Yeah. But if the, uh, most of the time, we get them in the gi. With the gi. You know, and they... Uh, there's been times that, it, like, uh, we had the one student that... Would, it took a little bit to get the gi on, but when, then they get used to it. And yeah, they get to play with it. It's good yeah. for them to mm. grip and pull. There's certain... I know there's certain fibers that they don't like... On the skin, right, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's with like any gi. There's certain gi's that I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> for the most part, we haven't had any issues with yeah, that. Usually, for the most part, yeah. It's been good. For like the big groups that we've done work, usually we won't do you know, yeah. with the gi because it's like a more of a sporadic thing. But we've done both gi and no gi. And random question though, has there ever been a situation where it's like you're teaching them like chokes and like all right, I go, and then they're just like so happy that they got it and they don't let go yes yeah so that's why i think uh we that's a like a pick and choose on who yeah. what we're gonna teach because some some of the students is it's not gonna be like they will not be t taught submissions no yeah. submissions. they don't understand yeah. the concept of of tapping i would say i would say most, most of our yeah. kids yeah. with autism don't learn submissions right yeah. but we have like the case like the like a couple of the kids that are just like you know completely focused and they learn and and we feel confident enough to teach them those you things. Mostly teaching them positions and right. positions, positions, how to control, fall. sweeps, pass. Sweep. Yeah, pass. But that's got to be great for them too because, I mean, let's be honest, there's there's some kids that uh, after a certain time, they're going to be completely on their own. And they have Absolutely. to go through life on their own. So they're still getting a self-defense aspect to it yeah. because they, they do get picked mm -hmm. on. They, they get bullied for sure, yeah. Like that's mm -hmm. that's... I mean, add this uh, this one case. I'm sorry, I'm not mentioning names. But no, 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 no. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. you did. That's why, yeah, like, no. Yeah, yeah we're trying. Yeah. But uh, no. this this six year old, uh, he went to boarding school, and uh, his mom brings him, and uh, he actually opened up to her not too long ago, a couple of months, a few months ago. He opened up to her that he was bullied in boarding school, and she had no idea. Wow. You know, after training one day, he was walking home with her and and he opened up and he started tearing up, saying that he was bullied in boarding school and she had no clue. And, tough. and that's that's tough. You know, he's that's not a kid, man. You know, yeah. that's yeah, that's tough. Like to sit there and after the fact, it's like there's nothing you Decades, can do. You well, know? you know, even 
but you know what? Even kids that that don't have special needs get bullied for sure, and they don't say a word either. Right. So that, oh that, yeah. That, I mean, think about there. You know, I was bullied in my believe it or not my freshman year of high school. No, but I mean, it's, you know, I, a lot of us. I mean, I was, but it's different when you know you you can internalize it and you can sit there and communicate it if you want. But I mean, if you can't communicate with someone. Oh, it's and ten times like, worse. It's like oh, no. to, yeah. that buildup emotionally that he must have had to that finally Absolutely. that breaking point had to be in that walk in that conversation. Like that's tough. That's tough to hear. Yeah, but that's a breakthrough in itself. He probably oh, sure. Never, he, he never would have said never anything. opened up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Until that day, he was walking home from training, and it was and many he years. It. it was, it was many, many years. years. After, I mean, you know? grown already, and I think the training and the mom came back and said, you know, I think the his training is is helping him remember some things that he kind of buried in the past that hurt him, you know, because he never opened up about that. So it, I guess the training helped him open up and express it. And I guess he kind of, you know, got got it, got it to get it out of his system, which is always healing, you know, for, yeah. for someone. Well, I, I have a theory when it comes to jiu-jitsu um, because I was always the bigger kid. So I always had, I had an outside in confidence where I was normally the biggest guy in the room I wrestled in high school, played played football in high school and college. So like I was always a bigger, tougher dude. So I had that outside in confidence where it was my my look gave me confidence, but was it wasn't real. It wasn't until I started jujitsu that I got that inside out right. confidence where the confidence was inside and in what I knew as opposed to what I looked like or what I could do with my body. Now it was what I had, the knowledge I had, and it really, it really changed me as an adult. You know, I was 33 when I started jujitsu, and like I never really had true confidence, probably until I was a purple belt. Didn't really have real confidence, and then finally, you know, and and even even these kids, the you know, or adults, it's something that they never had, and even and not being able to express it, but. Now they know something, so they know they can, like, it, it gives you a power that they've never had before. So I'm totally not, I'm not surprised that these, that it helps them open up. It gives them something that they've never felt before. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's, I, I, like I said, I'm very envious of you guys. It's, I'd love to come. You're and, more than welcome yeah. to yeah, come and welcome. watch. I think one of, like, the biggest victories that we've seen, and we talk about it all the time, is almost I think 100% of the students that we get with special needs end up achieving eye contact with which they don't have from the beginning you know it's like it sometimes on some it even hurts them to make eye contact and and they make the eye contact and they'll they'll keep it they'll look at you in the face when they speak and it's um and the parents are like wow in weeks which which I mean if it's a five or a seven-year-old never looked anyone in the eyes yeah. And after a few weeks of training, their posture changes. You know, they mm-hmm. look in the eyes. You know, and you know that that that's scary to to a bully, to to someone that means harm. You know, someone look you in the eyes. You know, and they're not hunched over. They're yeah. not looking at the ground. They're not looking away. They're looking you in the eyes. Have you had? And I mean, this is a random question, but have you had anyone that? They brought their kid in and they saw how much 
it's helped them and then it actually sparked the parents to start doing jujitsu. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All like the that time. gets them like even closer. All yeah, the time. I think we're the family. Oh man, that would make me like, Yeah, we have tons of families. Yeah, I would just start families. shooting tears. I saw that like the first time. We Absolutely. have families that have I mean we have almost the whole we have families that are, it's almost everybody. I mean they're one year old, they're seven year old, they're thirteen year old mom. Right? Four, 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 That's three so members. Crazy. The whole family does jujitsu. Pretty awesome. Do you think? Do you think any of these special needs have you, has any of them competed? Yes. <laughs> Last weekend. Yes. Yeah. Shut actually, the door. yes. Yeah. We awesome. actually had a student with uh, and, special uh, needs compete. It's uh, interesting you mentioned. Um, the parents asked me not to mention to the competition, which I did mention because I'm I'm not going to put anybody you in have harm. To. Yeah. yeah. Ex- absolutely. I, I don't. So so this kid is ridiculously strong for his size. He's just super strong. I'll tell you this, uh, a few months ago he had a... Appendicitis. Appendicitis. He was training jujitsu for two days and he almost died because he didn't mention to the parents that... He was in pain. He was in pain. Jeez. No oh, tears, wow. this no kid, tears. This, kid, yeah. this kid will grab your collar and you are not going to get it back. Yeah. And I think he's 11. Yeah, uh, tw- yeah, eleven or twelve. 11 or 12. <laughs> he he actually does. So we have some like special needs kids that are in the group. In setting. the group setting, right, right. And he's one of them. You know, we have several kids, and and nobody really, you know, we don't say anything. They do class just like normal. They they don't get any extra special like attention in the middle right. of the class. They they're part of the class like everybody else. Yeah, the the, the parents did mention to us. But they were adamant about group classes, and, and as soon as we evaluated him, we were like, "Of course, let's let's do this." Yeah. This kid did the whole summer camp with us. He he's hilarious, amazing kid. Yeah, he's like you a know, comedian. Competed, you know, got third, second place, got mm-hmm. second, second place. place. Awesome. Yeah, you he know? did awesome. Was he? How was what was he? When he went into it, how was his how was his mindset going into it? Was calm. he calm? Calm, he was like, calm, like kind of how he always is. Yeah, so like I don't it, think he showed too much. You, yeah. can't, you can't tell. Nothing phases this kid. Yeah, awesome. I've never nothing, seen him nothing upset. Nothing phases. Most he's never upset. Him. I mean, when he's happy, you you'll get a grin. Yeah, he'll smirk. He'll give, he'll, smirk. he'll give you a little smirk. You know, or he'll make a joke. He'll crack a joke. Yeah, yeah he yeah. cracks jokes every time. The first thing he does when he walks in, he'll crack a joke. Yeah, he'll he'll stand next to us and go, "What's up?" <laughs> <laughs> Most people would kill for that kind of like mentality going into like a tournament. Right? Right? Yeah, yeah I wish here. I had that. Yeah. <laughs> like, coach told me I gotta go compete. Well, okay, I'll just go. Uh, usually with kids, man. We, we start at two, you know, and That's these, young, kids, right? these kids That's don't. Crazy. Yeah. They're barely on paper, on paper, too. They, but we go young. We start at one. But, we <laughs> but, but these kids don't even speak English. You know, some kids are learning uh, yeah. several languages. They take a little while. Hashting took a, a little while to get because uh, the Portuguese too. Yeah. So he took a little while to speak English just because he was learning two languages. These kids can't understand us. And Some of them are learning three doing, languages. Yeah. And like random, yeah. like they're Latin. Saying, they're saying, o sotogari, o chigari. They're speaking Japanese. They don't even know <laughs> and, it. And they yeah. don't even well, they, realize it. All our kids count from one to ten in Portuguese. Yeah. You know, they learn like... They're like sponges. But you're giving them so much, like, stimulation. You're feeding that energy that it's always moving and moving. So, like, you're giving it to them. It's no reason or no wonder that they can focus 
so quickly because I mean you only have an hour in class mm -hmm. and you're feeding it energy like energy over and over and over and over yeah. again depending on the age it's 30 minutes yeah, yeah. up to up to five is 30 minutes okay. Yeah, if you see our class, you're not going to believe there are two. I mean, they're in their diapers under their feet. They're in their you know, diapers. Little. That's so oh, nice. It's and so cute. And they sitting do. Sitting on a straight line. Yeah. You know, not talking, crisscrossing. Yes, on their sir. Yes, ma'am. They could like stand yes, up properly. Yeah. So, and you teach, do you basically teach them, again, falling? Falling, takedowns. Takedowns. Guard passes. Pressure. Pressure. Oh, Mounts. So pin, awesome. pin the arm is their submission. Pin the arm. Yeah. They just put, you know, they pin. Can you imagine, like, you're sitting there just playing around with, like, your your niece or nephew, and next thing you know, they're just, like, actually pinning well, down it's, the arm? Well, it's, we, we've talked about it a million times. Like, what the people are doing in jujitsu now is nothing compared yeah. to what these kids are going to be doing in 20 True. years. Mm -hmm. True. Like, do you, do you know Mikey Musumeci? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. Like, he grew up in jujitsu. You know, he right. started when he was six years old, and now look what you know. Look what he's accomplished. And yeah. Igor actually coached him. For him. Oh yeah. yeah, I met him in Jersey in a competition. Really? Apparently, their coach wasn't there at the time, and uh, Was I this asked when they mom, lived up in Jersey. Yeah, yeah when yeah, he yeah, lived yeah. in Jersey, and I don't think he trained yet. I think it was just her. So I coached her because there was no one on the side. Mom said, "Can you please?" And I said, of course, no problem. And uh, and they actually reached out to us when they were moving down and trying to find out. I, I didn't own a school then. I was, yeah. I was just a, a competitor. So, um, so yeah, man, it was, uh, I met these, this family, you know, when they were. They're great. They're an awesome they're family. They're a great like, family. Yeah. yeah. So, and, but, but uh, your two-year-olds and, and, in 10 years are going to be doing what he's doing now. Absolutely. Because he, they've got, they're going to have that heads up. That, that head, start. because they're, that's teaching the, this kind of stuff that early. It's going to be like natural. Walking, yeah, to, exactly. walking and talking to us is jujitsu is going to, what jujitsu is going to be to them. It's amazing. And it's like, there's a, like, there's a weird scientist part of my brain like, That's definitely weird. Well, no, no, yeah, but like, I would love to, like, like, love to, like, track it. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, let's take this one year old and track him. Well, did you see the even like the the video that I posted today? Oh, that kid! Oh my god! Did you guys see that? There's a video. Yeah. This little kid had to be like four years old, just a beast, just throwing arm bars, like flying arm bars, reverse triangle to a kimura to like just inverse into kimura. How? How? No, there's no way. There's no way this little kid, like, I would I would never even, like, play around with that kid. Started dude. early. Yeah. Man, between the ages of one and five, your brain is like another animal. It, it will yeah. take everything like a sponge. That's why, like, languages are so easy to pick up during mm -hmm. that time. You know, and I, and we see that with the jiu-jitsu. And that's why we, we were like, yes, we're going to do a program for little kids. And that's why when we have, they're like, oh, well, she's only 20 months. We're like, we'll take it. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll take it. You know, we'll do yeah. it. And even sometimes, um, you know, because they're still babies. So we we have the challenge of the mama, papa, the crying. So we'll work with those students on the side a little bit first to get them comfortable with us. Um, but after a couple of times, they're just like the three, four, and five-year-olds. Do you bring some of, like, the older students in that kind of help you guys or just you two? Sometimes. Hashtag is great at that because uh, uh, he's a little bit bigger than the other kids. Mm -hmm. And... 
and they want to follow someone a little mm-hmm. bigger, so a bigger kid, they will they will be like, okay, I'm gonna do what this boy is doing because mm-hmm. apparently he's having fun, you know. Yeah. So and you're a role model. Yeah. <laughs> how long? How long have you been doing it? How old were you when you started? Mm, around four. Actually. You're three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to give himself some kind of like yeah. humility. <laughs> yeah. So when he does the classes with the little kids, he'll. He'll be a, like a shy, like a student, right. so they follow. And then sometimes we've had like older, like more of the older kids where we'll, we'll teach them how to keep the kids in line. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives them some responsibility and, and they learn, they get to watch some of the details and I see like when then they go train, their details sharper and you know, they're, they're a different person on the mat too. So it's really cool to, to see how it helps, every, like not only the kids, but like everybody. So do you remember the that very first moment where you got that positive result where you just kind of turned around to each other and just said, like, we might have something here? I do. Yeah, it I was think. with him. When, uh, because we, we started at five before uh, when we first opened. Uh-huh. And uh, he was three at the, t- he was three at the time, right? Yeah. So... We were kind of having the discipline issue at home, and we said, well, let's try this with Hashting. And uh, as soon as we started with him, it, it worked. You know, when, when our students go home to their parents, they say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. They say, thank you for breakfast. You know, what, what three-year-old yeah. will say thank you for my meal? You know, it's, it's unreal, man, the, like the money has nothing on this mm-hmm. yeah. Now, yeah now after that first class though that first group class were you like oh no what did we just get ourselves into no I did so so the in the beginning it wasn't that bad because it was only one one group of kids we have three three groups of two to five year olds so three classes of 15 kids of two to five-year-olds. Yeah, or under two under. that yeah. are under snuck two. in there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not counting the special needs that we throw uh, throughout the days every day, the, the, the private lessons, because uh, the thing is, by the end of the day, by time to train, we are both we white. We are white. Yeah. yeah. It takes a lot of energy. White, for sure. You know? It's just, uh, but then when you want to train, that's the fun part, you know? So we, we push ourselves and then we train. But um, the next day when the parents text us or send us an email saying, you're not going to believe what my kid did to me, you know? They, he, said, he said, yes, sir, to me, you know, which, you know, it's okay. I mean, he doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> which is okay. Right, I, I don't, oh, we I get don't, letters from the teachers. It, We've gotten know? letters home from the teachers talking about how the kids' behavior changed in school. Changed. Yeah. You know, but I mean, we have. I mean, it's it's amazing, but we have had a challenging days. I mean, there's days that we like as soon as we finish class, we close the door in the office, and we're we're like, what? 
the heck was this? <laughs> we, look what? What? This? we look at each other and we say, we want to go home. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're like, 2 p.m., we, we go, for this. let's go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're like, that. Oh, we're done. And then we have another one. You know, we opened, I remember we, every time we get excited, we're like, we got to open a new one because it starts getting too, you know, we cap it at a certain age. And, but we've had times where, you know, some, I mean, they're kids too. So they're, and this is more on the normal classes. Some of the kids come and they're cranky. They haven't had their nap. They want a donut, you know, like they, <laughs> they don't want to put their gi on. They, they don't want to come. And you have, sometimes, usually we will have one, but there's been times that it's like a quarter or the, a half of the class where they're all having a bad day and it's, it's rough. Because they're, they're, like they're all different. <laughs> they're all different behavior, different temperament, different I think, different I, think I believe that, man. That oh, full moon thing. A hundred percent. I used to be like, oh, whatever. That's just hippy-dippy talk. And then next thing you know, you're driving around trying to run errands. Like, what is going on? What is up with everybody? It can't be me. Like, no. it can't oh, be no, just Oh, no. I me. believe it, too. We even say, we're like, is there a full moon on? And then yeah, we'll look. Sure yeah. Enough. That's so nutty. <laughs> so, have you thought about... Um, like writing a book or something about this? Uh, we we're putting down we're putting down the the way we. Uh, I mean, we you don't have to programs. throw out you know yeah. top secret. No, no, no. But, no but, but we we do we do write down our strategy. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is when we teach our students the the, the uh, assistant instructors, they're different. Yeah. You know, it's 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 very very hard to teach the way. The way to teach you know sometimes we we bounce off each other without talking you know i look at tasha she's already on the ball you know it's really hard to teach somebody to to be on the ball like that and you know we have a, a happy medium of strict but fun you know we have it's not it's not just there's a strict one and one fun one you know and then we'll we'll switch roles it's not quite like that you know we're we're both all the time mm-hmm. you know we have to understand we're teaching kids you know the, these these people need to have fun to want to come come train right they're laugh we have to joke you know? with them <laughs> I'm sorry you know, I'm sorry, sorry to, you gotta twist your arm yeah. to have fun with people yeah. <laughs> we've thought about we've talked a lot one of the things that we want to do in the future is we and we've been putting it together is to be able to share kind of our I don't know how I would call it, our blueprint on how we run these Mm -hmm. programs for kids or special needs and share that or teach other academies like across the country to how to do it because we've, we we definitely, yeah, we have uh, spoken to Cyborg about it and uh, he was interested in our methods, you know, it was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one, that's something that we would like to do in the future because I think it could help a lot of, a lot of, I've spoken to a lot of gym owners and they're like, man. I can't do kids or man, especially if I can't, I don't have, you know, and so I think sometimes they just lack the, I guess if they hear, you know, how the experience is like or the tips or how to do it, I think when you have something that's succeeded already and then you get to put that to work, I think that'll help and then that will expand because I mean, I would love to do help special needs all over the world, but we're only two bodies, you know, so I think if you, if you expand it, then, then you'll be able to help more people. It's, it's always best anytime you have something like that you guys have been doing it for for quite some time but to expand it having a process is the biggest thing no matter what it is okay like you said you have your blueprint you have everything written down boom this is the process but you can't teach it to everybody not everybody has that same passion Everyone is exactly. different. like because you guys mm-hmm. have the passion you have that patience 
it's like the biggest key is when you're dealing with someone with special needs or that's on the spectrum. It doesn't automatically mean like, oh, hey, Sean, here, this is the blueprint. Right. He's not going to be able to pull it off, too, if he doesn't have that actual desire to do yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it, here's, here's the thing. Like, even here, um, I didn't want to teach kids. We, we, started, we had a kids program. Uh, and I got it. <laughs> uh, Danilo started, uh, Danilo uh, Villafort. Yes. He started the kids program yeah. here. Then he moved to, I think he's moved to New Jersey? No. No, 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 no. Pittsburgh. 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 And, um, but he had kids here, so we had to take over those kids. Right. And um, I'm like, I'm not teaching kids. I told, I told my partners here, I was like, no, I'll, I, I, like, I, I, but I spent years, I mean, in my defense, I spent 12 years with, with elementary kids. And I'm like, I'm, I won't teach them. So, like, I understand, like... What you're saying, like I, I don't do kids. Like I, I love kids, being like hanging out and being buddies and like being that. But but to teach kids, I would get you know. Again, I did it for 12 years, and there was frustrating. Those were some frustrating times. I hear you. And so like, but that being said, I've got another another idea that I'm like I'm I graduate from uh, college in in uh, on the 15th of December. And uh, my goal is to get into teaching high school and less to teach high school, but to funnel kids into jujitsu. Into jiu-jitsu because I know there's going to be kids. the Pied Piper of jujitsu. But it's more for those kids that are right there. Like, if they make that bad decision, they're going to have a bad life. Mm-hmm. Because high school, right. that's yeah. when you get in. That's the you trouble. You can go one way or another. You can go I one agree. way or the other in high school. Yeah. And I figure if I can get some of these kids, funnel them towards jujitsu. That'll be just, that'll be more rewarding than teaching them, you know, history or, you know, I mean, I'll teach because that'll be my job, but right. that's not my main goal for teaching is, is to, I want to bring them into this life because it changed my life from the bottom up, you know, like everything in my life has changed because of jujitsu and for the, for the better. And I, I think it does that for, you know, most people that get into it, Absolutely. like somebody that gets into it at a later age. You know, I, I, you know, but it's surprising to me that not in a bad way, but that two individuals like yourselves that are, that were so deep in competition. I mean, like you guys both have a list, like a mile long of accolades and in, in tournaments. And in my experience, it's always been that someone that's that much into competition doesn't always translate into a teacher. Because you got to have the patience that not everyone's going to be as intense or as focused into it as you are. Right. Is that something that kind of you had your own challenge of creating that patience and learning it? Or is it one of those things that you just ended up loving it too much that it didn't affect anything? For sure. I, Tasha had the, the privilege. She was a school teacher before jujitsu, mm. even. And uh, I have kids, so... Uh, I was kind of forced to to raise children, <laughs> to you know, to yeah. to to discipline. You know, yeah. that's that's a big deal. You know, when you're when you have kids, and uh, you know, it's trial and error. You know, I mean, yeah. I I learned what I could, but uh, we hit a sweet spot. We yeah. we found what worked, and we're just if you if you look at the classes, man, it's there, there's no kid. You know, there's no kid that's going to show up that's going to be a problem. Yeah. I mean, there are problems, of course, but yeah. <laughs> there's no kid that we can't have 
sitting down, listening to us, looking us in the eyes. You know, there's we uh, zero right now. Mm-hmm. We, but that's that's huge. One hundred percent. Because you're you're willing to sit there and say I'm not gonna give up on this kid. Exactly. Some, for some sure. Take for sure. Like I, some people would be quick. Like listen, I can't do anything like with your kid. Like you're on your own. There's tons of people that would do that, even on regular classes, not necessarily like special needs. Like your kid's too much of a problem. Like I, we can't keep them here. I get it. You know, I I get it because when I started the business, I I was looking more into the number of students and the and the business aspect. And then when we started having families, whole families start training jujitsu because they saw what we had. You know, we. On our days off, we go cross training with our friends and our teammates. Mm. You know, so you know how how bad can our life be? You know, yeah. Yeah. so well, like going to what you were saying, like how jujitsu changed your life. Like I'm a big believer that jujitsu can change ev- Like it changed my life for sure. And if I I don't think I can picture what my life would be like if I hadn't found jujitsu. I mean, it, my life it's it's like another book. You know, like it completely changed my life. And I think when I see like kids or even adults that come in, I feel like if you just give a little a little drop of whatever you can leave with them, even if they don't continue jujitsu or they stop and they come back, I feel like you impact their life in some way. Even if it's not competition, like you're saying, like I, I love to compete. And sometimes I tell I'm always bugging him like, man, I think I want to I want to keep competing. I want to do this. But I think um, sometimes you just teach them one thing. Like, you teach a kid that, you know, has a, a really horrible attitude and the kid turns out to show good sportsmanship. You know, or you teach somebody that, that can't control their anger, you teach them how to hold, you know, how to be patient. Or you a kid that, you know, walks with his head down, stands up for himself. And I think those little those stories that come back to us, I think, like, don't any medal like you like you always said like a medal doesn't mean anything after you see something like that you know and you have those I got changes. a drawer full of them that I like don't do nothing that don't do nothing you know I, 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 it, it doesn't it doesn't do anything it, it's more about the, how it changes you as a person competition the only reason you should do a competition is if you want to do a competition number one and number two if you go into it with the right mindset and what I tell my students I just had a couple compete for the first time um, at the last Miami Open. And I told them, look, don't go in this looking to win. Just go in it looking to test where your skills are at against people that are your rank, your size. You know, use it as a litmus test. Don't use it as, don't put this pressure on you to win, 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 because it's not about winning. You know, look at it as an open mat with people that you don't roll with. That's what I try to tell my guys. And, you know, it was... I had they did okay for their first competition, but it's like no, they did great. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody handles that first competition so differently, and that's like even when I met you guys and watched like your students compete, and then when Andy kind of gave me the like the rundown, what's going on? I was like, wait a minute, what? I'm like, hold on, I gotta see this. Like I said, because it has affected my family. I never even thought about bringing my own cousin into doing this and I mean it'd probably be good for him now even though he's a little bit older but I, I couldn't even imagine like the the work that it takes to get up to that point and like you said it's just even the fact of you get them to be able to make eye contact I mean that in and of itself completely affects their life you just made a positive life change that doesn't go back 
Yeah. It gives, there's, I mean, that, that in, in itself is a whole different universe. You really just change the whole universe for them from now until the day they die. It's different because otherwise they would have spent the whole life looking at the floor. Mm -hmm. right? Now they're actually experiencing what's going on and they're able to soak everything in. They might be able to, to handle that, the over impulse of everything, that too much stimulation. Now they're able to restrain themselves a little bit more like, okay, I can deal with this. And they don't vocalize that. Yeah, and they used to release energy too, which yeah. is a big thing. Like a lot of them hold so much energy inside. And when they're done with class, like sometimes parents tell me some of the, the kids, they stay up all night. Like yeah. my child doesn't sleep, you know, was up for three days. And the training, you know, it, it tires them because they release energy. Um, it, it's just so cool. I just like, I keep thinking about different things. Like we have some students that when they do positions, they, they close their eyes and smile. Almost <laughs> like they're in a, like in a, in a zone, like, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. You know, like I would love to understand what, what they feel in that moment. You know, I don't, I don't they, ask, but I, you know, I they lose, they, they lose themselves mm -hmm. and, and they find themselves right. at the same time. Lee had, had an, our, the kids instructor, right. Lee. He, he teaches on Mondays. Lee teaches on Wednesday, Wednesday. and Fridays. Yeah. And um, Lee had a moment a couple weeks ago where he was showing the kid um, combinations. Mm -hmm. And he was just guiding his guiding his hands mm -hmm. through the combination. He said, all of a sudden I heard Lee go, because I teach the fitness, and all of a sudden Lee goes, where'd you go? And, he go, and I go, what's going on? And he, I looked over, and the kid was... Smiling, had his eyes closed, and was just <laughs> doing it. I'm it like, awesome. I'm like, that's so, that's so awesome. He just, yeah, he, so he lost himself in it, and then he found himself. It was so, it yeah. was so awesome. I, it, it's little I, things like that. Like I never ever thought that I would sit there and teach a kids class. Like never, ever, ever. Because I'm, I'm one of those people that I take every tiny little thing. Like no, you got to fix that. You got to fix that. You can't do that. You, like I've always been that way. So with having the patience for kids, it's kind of like, I got to let that go. I'm not going to sit there and end the world over like, well, you didn't do the armbar right. And I had one of the kids who was by far the biggest space case. Super nice kid, but he's <laughs> the biggest space case. So I'm like, all right, we got to run. Okay. And he's just strolling along, <laughs> taking stuff. Like, no, run. You got to run. He did the running man the other day. This kid was the best. I'm like, all right, we got to do sprints. And he's just slow motion running man. Now is his speed, but I was like, all right, let me see today. Like, if we can do arm bars. Two minutes is all it took. And he started making adjustments that I never even told him to do. That's awesome. And he got into like, where the hell did this come from? Who? I didn't teach you that. Where? The, but they pick it up. It's one of those things. It's I you gotta give them that. You gotta give them that that room to let them like go for it. And you'll be completely amazed what's sure. gonna come back. Well, I think every human has a natural grappling no i know no, i believe for it. sure no way no 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 i'm saying they have a natural i've seen people that can't throw a combination to save their lives or get out of a paper punch out of a paper bag yeah, right but everybody at some point has grabbed somebody and tried to roll like there's there's yeah. some kind of i think primal uh fight or flight instinct yeah when it comes to grappling so these kids they can feel it because it feels right. And that's what I tell everybody. When, yeah. if, if the technique is correct, it feels like Tetris where it just locks in perfect. And that's where you know you're supposed to be. And that's what I think these kids do is they feel it and they're like, eh, let me move. Oh, there we go. And it's 
it just fits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've seen sure. like sometimes we see some of the kids passing, and we won't show the specific pass, but they'll, you know, switch their hip and look like hold yeah. on the end, the final of the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, like your wife. You know, we're like, what? Where did that? You know, you start seeing like it is natural. You start seeing that the kids they'll they'll choose to fight off their back. They'll choose to be the on top with pressure, and it's so cool to see like when they're so young that their game already starts to. You can see their style. It's it's very cool. It's like you sandbagging on me. One of our kids. Was you teaching the class or Lee? He had the wizard, and he just shoulder pressured and. That's awesome. I was like, what? He goes, I didn't show him that. He, he just did that yeah. natural. I'm like, no, it just crazy. made sense. For it him. just made yeah. sense yeah. for him. Yeah, it blows my mind. So, have you? Do you ever approach parents like just from the get go, say like, hey, I noticed that you know your kid might be a little bit different. Maybe you should bring them to to take some of our classes. We, so like we in, pu- in public, we don't do it in public. Yeah, we don't do it like that. Just because um, usually people. Uh, when they're approached like this, you can get defensive. They get very defensive. You know, yeah. I mean, every parent thinks their kid is amazing. You know, the best they kid are. in the world. You know, it's, every kid's amazing. You know, to them they are. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but amazing in the unbelievable sense. You know, like yeah. uh, he's the most incredible kid. I know. I get it. It's your <laughs> child. You know. Yeah. But uh, you know, to hear some stranger bring yeah. something up, you know, it's so we. When we first opened the school, we did. We did that, and mm. we saw some negative feedback, and and we chose not to go that route. Yeah, you know? I think I think now, too, we're at a point that, like, we get um, word of mouth. So sometimes, we, like, parents at school, they'll come up to us. They know that we have the school on, on North Lake, and yeah. they heard about our kids' program. So I think we kind of... We don't push it on people. We kind of let them come, and if they, you know, ask, "Oh, what do you guys do?" or then we you know we bring it up or we talk about it, but not. I'll, we don't go up to the like parents now yeah. and say, yeah, "Hey, tough you're, to do. You're, even though we, th- we think it, man, yeah, that kid needs it. to get yeah, in our class." You know, yeah. we do think it and we talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are right next to Nona Maria's. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> best chicken parm in Palm Beach County. I'm telling you. <laughs> How does this come into food? Because <laughs> they're on the like, We're actually <laughs> next to an Italian restaurant. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's right next to the, it's right next because I It's walking there. distance. This, this, yeah, is, yeah. Is, yeah. Is it's walk meal day for you. Well, yeah, we're having is, like deep discussion. Sunday. We're having deep discussion about life-changing <laughs> jujitsu. Hey. I heard you guys got some awesome chicken parmer next to you. <laughs> no, they do. I know for a fact because I've had it. I mean, see, you look at it that way. I look like, well, you're right next to Rapids, like. They could they can walk to Nona Maria's in, in two minutes from where they're at. Because what happened was I went there and I saw the jujitsu sign. I'm like, I see there's jujitsu up here. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I keep forgetting. I, I, I did the Yui to go to Nona Maria's. I go, hey, jujitsu. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's us. <laughs> it's like, there's jujitsu. That's us. Let me get chicken parm first and pull over. So if, if someone's interested in and getting their kids into it, whether they're special needs or whatever, they're just interested, what's the best way to get a hold of you guys? Um, they can reach us on our website, uh, pbgma.com, um, and there's our phone number on there. We have pages on all of the programs. We have a page on special needs, and they can fill in. Enough. There's a form, like a contact form, and then we usually call the parents, or sometimes they email us. Um, we're pretty reachable. 
Facebook, Instagram, our website, our phone number. Um, and we're open, you know, we're, we're always willing to take in new students um, and always happy to work with students. And, and even uh, working uh, a, uh, away from the gym. So we've done going to other places. Remote, yeah, yeah we do done, remote. We go to... Uh, we've done, some people have like yeah. in gyms in their home or they have like other, like we have like, like some of those center. groups. Yeah, mm. exactly. So we've been, sometimes we've been invited to do groups or... So, I mean, anything... I feel like it's almost one of our callings to work with, you know, with, with people with special needs. I, I don't even like to say kids anymore because I feel like... Yeah, because we have any age. Any age. Yeah. There's... Um, and special needs, you know, some people think of just the, the autism. And we've worked with Down syndrome, behavioral issues, anything. Anything. I think there's a... I think jujitsu can change anybody's life. Whether it's... I think any, somebody always has a need for jujitsu. Yeah. That's... Yeah. One of, uh, actually, when I first started teaching, I was a purple belt, and uh, one of my students now is a black belt. He was a, he was a special needs, not, not really a special needs in the sense of um, slower in any way. He was just uh, a rough kid to, to handle uh, growing up. He, he had to ride the, yeah, he had to ride a separate bus to school because they would put bombs in the in the toilet. They 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 were like the the rough kids in school, yeah. you know. And you know this kid, you know, started training jujitsu. I known him since he was 17. Went in the Air Force, came back, continued, you know. And now he's one of my black belts. He teaches one of the classes. You know, well, that's so awesome. awesome. An amazing so black cool. belt. An amazing one of my person. favorite training partners. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. an amazing person. You know. Do you guys just train like you were talking cross training? Where, where do you, where do you, uh, who do you train with? Oh. With uh, our teams, Henato uh, Tavares Association. Mm-hmm. And, and Fight Sports. Uh, fight Sports. With Cyborg for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've done, like, we have friends, too, like, with other gyms, like uh, Rodrigo Mendes, Taizio. Uh, we've met so many people in Jiu-Jitsu that we always, I mean, even when we travel for, for work or for tournaments or for vacation, we try to, to get some training and so... In that's, Brazil. That's the best part about it. I mean, honestly, that's one of the things that I love the most is the fact that you start making friends all over, and then you could end up going, especially here in South Florida, we could sit there and go to almost any school, and people are going to be like, oh, yeah, come in, like, hang out, come train with us, just because you guys have been around the game for so long. But I mean, like, even today, I'm sitting there this morning hanging out with Carlos Diaz. It's like, And then I can sit there and come over here and go someplace. But you, there's... It's a community, and yeah, we compete against each other. Some people might be kind of button heads, and there might be a little bit of rivalry. But at the end of the day, I mean, we could go up to Hanato's if we wanted to. Right. Like, Rodrigo's right down the street. Like, exactly. anytime, just stop by, say what's up. It's always, like, open door. Yeah, like, there's teams, that. but at the end of the day, Jiu-Jitsu is yeah. a family, We you all know? want to do the same that's, thing. That, that, that's my theory, is we all love the same thing. There should not be... There should not be any animosity right. between us. The flag is jujitsu. Yeah, the you know? flag is jujitsu. It's like, not like the old school like kung fu martial arts movies. Like I became like, friends. Like Jim Storman. People that I met at the worlds, like we be, that I competed against the worlds. We became friends over right. yeah. over you know social media, and then like we're always in contact with each other. And they like anytime you're in like Missouri or Oregon or uh, California or wherever, come dude, come over, come train with you know. Cause, yeah. Dude, they open their house. Yeah. Come stay with me, dude. Stay with me for a weekend or whatever. I'm, it, it's I would like, never so do true. that with you. I would <laughs> never. I would invite you. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the coolest thing. You know, like, 
you meet so many cool people yesterday i was at the you know now at the end of the year there's graduations and end of the year parties and yesterday i went down to the graduation uh fight sports and every time i go to graduations i always i mean whether it's us doing it or me going somewhere i always get touched because i see everybody progressing you know like the white belt getting promoted and then i look back at when i was a white belt and i would like i had mentioned i would never have thought my life would have been where I am you know if it wasn't for jujitsu I would have never met my husband I would have never accomplished the dream of having a school you know and now we have it together um and never saw myself you know I always I was a teacher so I always wanted to teach but I never thought that I would end up teaching in the sport that I love so mm -hmm. much just so weird you know I feel very blessed that yeah well you guys are doing something just really really awesome I really hope that that it just develops and blossoms into something completely that you didn't even expect like I really hope it does because like I said for me it's having someone in my family that that has a different view of the world that he has to live his life and you know he's on his own he's completely on his own he lives in Italy like my uncle just doesn't even pay attention to him and my grandma's the one that has to take care of him she had never heard of autism or being on the spectrum like that was never around back yeah. in the day but people don't realize it's been around forever like yeah. you just those are people that were always deemed like just weird or different mm -hmm. right so now it's it one way or another it affects everybody so mm -hmm. I, that's why i really hope that everything just kind of really pushes forward you guys because i'd love to see it become something where you guys are flying around doing seminars and books and all kinds of stuff so yeah, I hope yeah so. that would be awesome we that's just, one of our dreams yeah we just feel such such positive Thing coming out of this would it be something you guys could do like have seminars to of teach course. people yeah absolutely that's one of the we do ideas open up to our to our team you know like yeah. we I, I speak to Hanato about this all the time you know and and I'm interested you know in, uh, in flying and, and having a sit down with you know and I, I'll be honest man you can make it very simple you know and make make yourself the alpha but beer friendly and calm, respectful, alpha. You know, don't don't superimpose your your will on, on people. You know, and you know, uh, people with autism, man, they they just see it a little different. You know, if you if you come up too strong, then they're gonna shut their doors and they don't want you around. You know, just make sure you're you're friendly, you're positive, and you're respectful. The doors will be open. And you're gonna, you're gonna be able to come across, you know, and and give the information, you know. I think that's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. I think you just have to treat them like anybody else, you know. I think a lot of times they people nowadays this label of autism, they focus so much on it. Oh my, my child has autism, and they they kind of go down another the negative route instead yeah. of, you know, child is just different. Everybody's different. If you look at it in a positive way, just Man, like we had a student that comes in and he writes upside down, like perfectly. perfectly. What? You know? Turn to like how to how is that something negative? Yeah. Upside down. Yeah. And draw like to like perfectly. He'll just look and look at something and draw, you know. And I think sometimes uh, people look at autism like in the negative way. And I yeah. think when when you look at it, it's not negative. It's just it's just a label that people are giving. You know, you just have to treat everybody yeah. with kindness and with patience and help everybody's different not everybody responds to things the same you know like the norm we just yeah. have to take that 
that approach. Yeah, I no, a hundred percent with you. I think it's just that aspect of you. Even doesn't matter whether you're on the spectrum or not. You always approach everyone in their own like unique way. Like your friends are always going to be a certain mm-hmm. way than someone right. you totally exactly. like a total stranger. So this is just. It's almost like it seems like an extreme where it takes a little bit more effort for someone to communicate with someone else. Like, oh, well, this is a whole different issue. Right, like, right. it's a monster. Like, no. It's called a little bit of extra effort. You just got to be able to communicate, connect with that person on a True. different plane. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, well, I know you guys got a, got a tight schedule, but um, you guys are welcome to come here anytime. I, and Thank if you. there's Thank anything you so that, much. that we can do to, to help you guys out on on pushing your your mission just let me know i'll, I'll be the first one thank you for having for us sure. we appreciate so it much, and uh, you guys are welcome to come watch uh, yeah, you know please, whatever kids time. class for or if sure, you want to see as long as the class. parents are, are comfortable with it yeah. like i mean i i'd love to do it and i know sean and i have spoken about this before where we want to start doing uh, like open mats and stuff at different academies mm-hmm. so then we'd actually do the podcast like there so it'd be cool to do it over at you guys yeah. like yeah have of course you guys do an open man while we run the podcast and have of everybody course. come that'd in awesome. everybody just switches in and cool. out and yeah talks a little cool. bit and <laughs> yeah that'd be awesome anytime yeah, i think it'd definitely be an eye-opener and hopefully this kind of gets people's wheels rolling a little bit more and uh, and if they have a, a kid that might need a little bit extra help, at least they get them in jujitsu one way or another. True. And it's definitely like you guys said; it's a niche. I haven't I haven't heard about this happening anywhere else. Yeah. So. No, it'd be awesome. Yeah. So get that book out. Yeah. Get that book out. <laughs> or we'll just get the word out as much as possible, and hopefully this will this will reach somebody's ears, and yeah, they'll be able to. Uh, they'll be able to. They'll reach out to you guys. And make a Thank you guys. Sure. All right. So website www.pbgma.com so it's Palm Beach Gardens Martial Arts the first letter of each pbgma.com or just look I didn't tell you this I was doing research on him just type in Igor's name and you'll get his like high school photo (laughs) (laughs) it's all like baby face I think you rigged that one it's all like baby face photos of him like at tournaments and stuff like that it's like there's not a single one that's like within the last five years (laughs) so just look for the baby face over here Um, or look us on Facebook you know or we have our Facebook or Instagram it's uh, PBG Martial Arts Awesome. Um, and we post a lot of like pictures and videos of, of some of the kids. It's pretty pretty cool. Um, and anytime you guys are at the Miami Opens, stop by. Hunt down Igor and Natasha. For sure. Say hi. Um, awesome. Well, I think that's it for you guys. If you guys have ever have any questions or you're interested in getting your kids or family members uh, into jujitsu and you're in the area, definitely check them out. And uh, hopefully we'll get you guys back real soon. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank, no, you. thank you. Thank so you. Guys. Appreciate it. Here's the deal, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators off.